You're listening to Love and War with David Harwood. This is a weekly podcast where David offers spiritual insights that are aimed to enhance your relationship with God, yourself, and others. If you are edified by what you hear, please recommend this podcast to people you love. Now, here's David. Please pray with me. Abba, let the words I speak and my heart's deepest thoughts give your presence pleasure. Let's continue to apply Paul's exhortation to the Ephesians to our own souls. Here is the section of scripture we are considering, Ephesians 4 verses 29 through 32, using the Lexham English Bible. No rotten word must proceed from your mouth, but only something good for the building up of the need, in order that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. All bitterness and rage and wrath and clamor and abusive speech must be removed from you, together with all wickedness. Become kind toward one another compassionate, forgiving one another, just as also God in Christ has forgiven you. For those who may be interested, from what I recall, this stress on Ephesians 4.29 came as prophetic confirmation in a home meeting. This is how I remember it. A colleague visited someone from his church who was in a hospital psychiatric ward. She was suicidal and checked herself in at the insistence of her family. This congregant was universally loved and esteemed for her gentle wisdom and even temper, but something had gone wrong. My friend reported that she spoke of herself in such a vehement, angry way that her hate-filled self-loathing took him aback. He reflexively reproved her, saying that she would never speak like that about another person and that she needed to repent of the way she was speaking of herself. I was a bit surprised by the bluntness of this confrontation. It turns out that this interchange was helpful, thank God. This was reported to me before our evening meeting. I thought this was a worthwhile principle, to speak of ourselves like we would speak of others. Just before we began to discuss developing a God-honoring inner narrative, an insightful friend brought up this verse together with the application we are now examining. I thought it was remarkable confirmation. I hope you find it helpful. Please consider it again. Ephesians 4.29 No rotten word must proceed from your mouth, but only something good for the building up of the need in order that it may give grace to those who hear. Here is a paraphrase that expresses my application of this verse. Do not allow any rotten inner conversation to proceed from your heart about yourself to yourself, but solely something wholesome to strategically strengthen your soul according to your immediate need so it may impart grace to your inner being in your time of need. I hope you hear this as being a circumspect, righteous application of this verse to our topic. I, fi- I-, I hope you find it helpful. 
What type of outcome should we be seeking? How can we be honest about ourselves to ourselves in the sight of God? What is an example of a good, grace-giving word? Here's one, an inner dialogue that gives confidence in God's favor. After all, grace in Greek means favor. Let's begin there. A good word that would edify you and give grace to your soul would be a thought that imparts confidence in God's favor towards you. This is a reality that can be righteously embraced. It is true and honors the Redeemer who gave himself to bring you into a state of favor. Consider these words from Romans 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we exult in hope of the glory of God. Romans 5 verses 1 and 2. We stand in grace. We are established in the sphere of favor. Considering it negatively, let me ask, what about that is not true? Yet, there is always a tendency towards feeling unworthy. As many preachers have emphasized, but God. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. For if, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Romans 5, verses 8 through 10. God loved you at your absolute worst. God loves you now. A relevant word in any circumstance that would strengthen your heart is that God is for you. You are in the sphere of eternal and immediate favor. King David put it this way, This I know that God is for me. Psalm 56 verse 9b, This I know that God is for me. Here's some immediate context of this fragment. Psalm 56 verses 8 through 11, You have taken account of my wanderings. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? Then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. This I know, that God is for me, in God, whose word I praise, in the Lord, whose word I praise, in God I have put my trust, I shall not be afraid, what can man do to me? We find the same evaluation of God's favor in Psalm 118 verse 6, the Lord is for me, I will not fear, what can man do to me? Reiterating, and applying Psalm 56, the writer to the Hebrews wrote, We confidently say, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? Hebrews 13, verse 6. It is good to confidently say this, and it is very good to confidently say this to ourselves. It is true. But what about any apparently just causes for self-condemnation? Ask yourself, is God for me? Answer yourself. Yes, he is. Romans 8 verses 31 and 32. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? 
he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? We've just examined a true, good, living, edifying word that honors God and is always edifying. It is useful for others. When applied by yourself to yourself, it will help eliminate spiritually paralyzing self-condemnation and fleshly striving to gain God's favor. This is a good word. If you make it part of your inner narrative, it will give God's presence within you pleasure. That's our goal. Let's bless God with the meditations of our hearts. Our next podcast will begin to identify some prohibited inner speech from Ephesians 4 verses 29 through to 32. Meanwhile, consider this as an inner conversation. Please reconsider my paraphrased application of Ephesians 4:29. Do not allow any rotten inner conversation to proceed from your heart about yourself to yourself, but solely something wholesome to strategically strengthen your soul according to your immediate need so it may impart grace to your inner being in your time of need. Let's pray again. Abba, let the words I speak in my heart's deepest thoughts give your presence pleasure. Consider this script for an inner narrative. This is true. God is for me. Psalm 56 verse 9b. Now, speak to your soul as if you were addressing a friend. Feel free to insert your name. God is for you. Psalm 56 verses 8 through 11. I know that he is for me. Speak to your soul as if you were addressing a friend. God is for you. You can know it. You are growing in this knowledge. Romans 5 verses 1 and 2, I am established in everlasting grace, and that favor applies to me today. Speak to your soul as if you were addressing a friend. You are in the sphere of God's favor. He is for you. Romans 5 verses 8 through 10, He demonstrated his love for me while I was at my absolute worst and he loves me just as fervently right now speak to your soul as if you were addressing a friend god is for you and demonstrated his love for you when you least deserved it that quality of love is directed towards you now romans 8 verses 31 through 32 provides the foundation of this part of the inner narrative it is true that I am the type of person God favors. So speak to your soul as if you were addressing a friend. God is for you. You have been qualified through the Messiah's sacrifice to be the type of person who experiences his favor. God is for me, therefore I will not fear. Psalm 118 verse 6, Hebrews 13 verse 6. Speak through your soul as if you were addressing a friend. God is for you. Do not fear. This confident inner dialogue pleases God. It honors his goodness. 
it honors his love for you. Please work with it and turn it into prayer. Love and War is written and presented by David Harwood. Editing is by David and Sammy Avino, who is also the producer and technical advisor for the podcast. David is the pastor of Restoration Fellowship in Glencove, New York, and the author of the books God's True Love and For the Sake of the Fathers. To purchase copies of David's books, please go to loveofgodproject.org. The theme song for this podcast is Skirmish, from the album Combustion, which was written and performed by Leonard Jones. Additional episodes of Love and War can be downloaded on the Podbean app or through iTunes. For more information on Love and War, Restoration Fellowship, God's True Love, or For the Sake of the Fathers, visit us on restorationfellowshipny.com, loveofgodproject.org, book.forthesakeofthefathers.com, or you can follow us on Facebook at Restoration Fellowship NY, Love of God Project, Love and War DH, and For the Sake of the Fathers. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email David at loveandwar underscore dh at yahoo.com. As always, please remember to share Love and War and support us by leaving a positive review on iTunes and Podbean.